0: Listening to Best Served Cold, a Bore Millennials Podcast. The Australian True Crime Podcast where we drink wine and talk about crime.
1: Formerly Egypt's 36th most popular true crime podcast, hosted by Tama Jay and Laura Lees.
0: Sit down, relax, grab a drink, and enjoy this week's episode.
1: Howdy, howdy, howdy.
0: Hey, hey, hey. We're live hey, again. Hey, hey, Not hey. live,
1: but you know. That's what the people in the biz say.
0: Well, I mean, it is pretty live considering we do very. We don't like really edit this in no, any way. No, so we, it's we, kind we, of live. Yeah,
1: we we run it live. Um, besides the breaks, I guess there's that's about it. Mm. But even so, we kind of do it. Minimal. Do you know
0: what's funny though? Out of we've been doing this show for now over a year with I don't know forty something episodes. We stopped numbering them because apparently Apple doesn't like it when you number right. your episodes. Yeah. Uh, so I actually have no idea how many numbers there are anymore. But I still find that first tiny bit like saying hello and like being like, it's a new episode. I still find that really difficult. I never know what to say.
1: Yeah, it, it is. It's that's the first sign of like improvisation that you have to bring up in the show because you can think a thousand times like, I'm going to say this in the next show. And then it, you hit the record button and it's just like, what yeah, you, once what? we get
0: started, I could literally talk for hours. Yeah,
1: I, I am. I can't speak English.
0: But yeah. I, for that first bit, I'm like, that's why, I don't know if you go back every time, now that I've mentioned it, you, you won't be able to unhear it. Every time I start, it's always something awkward and random and weird. Like, I don't think I've ever just been like, hi, welcome yeah. back. <laughs> like, it's always like... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: To be fair, I don't think that's what people are tuning in for anyway. They're not tuning in for yeah, you with your non-raspy voice going.
0: Hello, welcome back to welcome to another episode. Yeah,
1: I would rather shoot myself. Than I'd make a to great that.
0: Valley Girl. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, you do make a great Valley Girl. I think that's the interesting thing that sort of sets this show a bit, a bit apart from. Is
0: that we don't care?
1: <laughs> well, that and also we're not like cookie cut, like straight yeah. formal, like yes, this is the straight facts. Like it's We just... do
0: try and keep some sort of set formula though. So in saying that, welcome back to Best Served Cold, the true crime podcast where we drink wine and talk about crime. Yes. I am one of your co-hosts, Laura Elise, and I now come served in a combo package with fries on the side.
1: And I am Tama Toa. There is only one of me, so please do not panic by me.
0: Hmm? What?
1: Please do not panic by me. Oh, I get because it. Because there is very limited stock of me.
0: I get ya. Yeah. Sorry. That was a that was a thinker.
1: One per one per customer. That
0: was a thinker, I get it. Yeah, and yeah, it's all mine, baby. Hey. Uh, if you're new around here, we do like to we've started putting a little disclaimer at the start to say that we do tend to swear mm-hmm. in this show a lot. Quite a bit. If you are offended by the F word, we yep. would kindly request that you first of all leave. And second of all, please don't leave us a one-star review on Apple. You can stay, by all means, if you want to listen, stay. But if you dare leave us a one-star review, what's the thing from Taken? I may not have money. I will find you and I will kill you. I will find you you and I will kill you. I have a specific set of skills. I have a very special set of skills. (laughs) Which are
1: just swearing offhand too much.
0: That's it. That's all I know how to do.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, we we can't be fucked to censor. Everything that we do, so so,
0: we say the word that would take hours. Yeah,
1: it's just it's not going to happen. Sorry, guys, never going to happen.
0: happen. Move on. Yeah, get over it. Uh, If you would like to follow us on any social media websites, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Although I have been really bad. At updating those this week, but we are the BSC podcast on all of the things I just mentioned.
1: Yes. Also, we're currently planning ideas for a TikTok. So we are. when that drops, we'll let but you guys know. We've been know. saying that for about. Well, we've finalized <laughs> like kind of what we want to do with it. We kind of like. That have a good is true. Format. We did
0: actually kind of pick how we wanted to yeah. move forward. Yeah. So with I think it.
1: it'll come out soon. We'll let you guys know when it does, but yeah.
0: Look, I'm not going to lie. Part of the reason why the socials haven't been. Updated. Because, like, Tama's thing is, like, editing and the tech stuff. And mm-hmm. my thing is memes. Yes. Basically. And put that together. I'm not going to lie. This second... This lockdown has really... I've really been, like, mentally struggling. Like, I know we've been pretty open about...
1: Mental health. Tama and
0: I, we both have mental health issues. And mm-hmm. I am really struggling with this second lockdown. Like, I miss my friends... I miss going outside.
1: Yeah. We were saying the other day the reason it feels so difficult this time around, because this is our second big lockdown, lockdown. is because we all kind of went through it. And, you know, we, we went through lockdown and seeing like all you guys in America and all that and even some parts of the UK, I believe. Or most of the UK, they had
0: lockdowns to a degree. I'm pretty sure. Well, no, I'm, I'm, not- I'm
1: also mean the vaccine rollouts for each country. Like our in Australia, we have the one of the lowest ranking vaccine rollouts, mm, less than ten
0: percent of the population. The entire it's
1: ridiculous of, uh, history of the countries. Um,
0: so it just feels like we did the right thing yeah. last year, and now we're still being punished
1: for it. Yeah, it just kind of it's just not good. Um, so if you aren't up to date with Australian. Um, Politics. We have a terrible federal government that isn't really doing a great job, and state government. Um, So yeah, enjoy uh, your time, guys. If you're in America and all that, we're living
0: vicariously. Although you guys went through the fucking ringer last year, so really, really, I still. If any country deserves
1: to have (laughs) fucking everything open up, yeah. If
0: anyone deserves to go to the pub again, it's our American listeners. You You guys guys went through it last year, went through it, but uh, yeah, this. Second lockdown, I'm on Struggle Street. Yeah. But in saying that, we'll talk more about that at the end. After the
1: show, yes. Uh,
0: Tama, I believe it's your turn to go first.
1: Yes. So my case today is...
0: Just quickly, because I want to see if we've done the thing that we tend to do. Yes, yes. Is yours what's... Like, give me a very brief... Is it like matricide, child murder? Mine
1: is... Kidnapping, rape and murder or okay, student.
0: Mine's not the same.
1: Okay, cool. Okay.
0: We've we've chosen different Weird. topics.
1: I threw out three different crimes and none of them stuck. I mean, the, probably the murder part sticks because that's like the premise of the show. But
0: Mine doesn't even involve murder.
1: Right. Well, there you go. I'm, Stockholm there's Syndrome actually part two. no
0: murder in mine today.
1: I love that. And it's good that we're ending with that as well. Mm. So without further ado, I'll get into mine. I um, follow this YouTube channel, which basically goes into depths of different interrogation footage. Um, it's re- very interesting. Actually. Recently, me a few. Though, though, channels like that have really blown up. Um, and there's... One that I researched and looked into that was really quite daunting and sinister and kind of opened up this new perspective of uh, a resurgence of serial killers, possibly.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Um, so... The... Wait, was
0: this the one you that you were listening to the footage? Yes, it... so I was listening to the footage the other day.
1: Um, no, this is a different one. Sorry, oh, this is a different one. one. Yeah. Um, so... Without going into so much the killer first, I would like to talk a bit more about the victim. The victim was a woman named Yingying Zhang. She was born on the 21st of December, 1990, and she was born in the city of Namping in the Fujian province uh, to Ronggao, Zhang, and Li Feng Ye. Uh, Zhang had a younger brother named Zhang Yang, and she played in a band and had ambitions of becoming a professor in China. 2013 she graduated from Sun Yat-sen University at the top of her class and in 2016 she graduated from Peking University.
0: Oh, so this is a super recent one.
1: Yes, this is very recent yeah rather recent. Uh, Zhang was visiting a scholar uh, uh, was a visiting scholar in the Chinese ac- uh, Academy of Sciences before she traveled to the United States. She arrived in the United States in April 2017 to the de- conduct research on photosynthesis and crop productivity from one year uh, in the Department of Natural Resources and Environmental Sciences with the College of Agriculture, Consumer and Environmental Sciences at the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign. She was considering entering a doctoral program at the University of Illinois, and she was also planning on marrying her boyfriend, Xilin Hao, in October 2017. Just a bit of pretense. In the afternoon of June the 9th of 2017, the now 26-year-old Ying Ying was uh, a environmental sciences student. She was traveling by bus to an off-campus apartment complex where she was planning on signing a new lease for an apartment. Just, you know... Student Normal living in America. Stuff, broad, yeah. Yeah, trying to find a, a, an apartment to live in. She was running late to the inspection of the apartment and she sent a text to the leasing agent to tell her, them that she would arrive just after 2 p.m. or so. After riding on one bus, she transferred to a different uh, line um, to catch the next one, going to more towards where she was going, but she soon realized she was waiting on the wrong side of the street and she missed her bus. She walked over to the next bus stop a few blocks away on the corner of North Goodwin Avenue. Later on, surveillance camera footage would be used as evidence to maybe shine a light on what happened next, and subsequently, her last known whereabouts. In this, in such surveillance camera footage, a black satin astro could be seen driving down the road at exactly 2pm. The car then circles around and stops where she was waiting by the road at 2.03pm. Yingying can be seen speaking to the driver for approximately one minute before getting into the car and the car shortly drives away. The leasing agent sends Yingying a text message at approximately 2.38pm. However, they receive no reply. As the hours pass, her friends and other scholars are aware of who were aware of her plans that day. Were expecting her to return shortly uh, afterwards. Started to grow very worried, and shortly after, reported a missing persons file report um, to the police at exactly nine twenty four p.m. that night. I
0: will just say, I love that when you hear that friends get worried really quickly and kind of like sound the alarm. Early on, yeah.
1: Always let your friends know what you're doing at all times of days, mm. especially if you're going somewhere out in public by yourself. You know, you know how it is. The University of Illinois helped coordinate search efforts on and around the the university campus. Now, University of Illinois has a large Chinese uh, student base, um, a lot of them being immigrants or American-born Chinese students, um, and they all were involved in helping, trying to find Ying Ying and mm. her last known whereabouts. Even her family flew to the US, throwing up an, a reward of $50,000 US for information leading to her whereabouts. They really wanted to find her. The family included um, uh, her father, great aunt, and boyfriend. And then soon after, her younger brother and mother joined back into uh, America as well. And they were telling um, news and police that they would not be leaving until they found Ying Ying. On the 12th of June, the FBI discovered the surveillance footage capturing Ying Ying's last known location. They were unable to get a license plate number from the vehicle in the footage. However, they were able to confirm that there were at least 18 four-door Saturn Astras registered to owners in the state of Illinois. Jesus. One such owner... And you say Jesus, but this is a big state, you know, uh, a big area. 18 of one car is pretty good. Okay. Um, one of these owners was 27-year-old Brent Allen Christensen. He was a PhD student at the University of Illinois and had graduated with a master's degree in physics. He had been married for four years to his high school sweetheart, Michelle Zortman. Investigators interviewed him on the on June the 12th, and also inspected his car. When questioned, he apparently said he couldn't remember what he was doing at the time of Ying Ying's disappearance, but also stated he was most likely playing video games or sleeping. The police took his contact information, and he was released after a nine-minute interview and a five-minute inspection of his vehicle. Two days later, after no real new evidence turning up, FBI uh, investigators were and other investigators were reviewing surveillance footage until they noticed The car door, um, the car sunroof, sorry, was similar to the one on Christensen's car. Even more so was the cracked hubcap in both the Cephalon's footage and on Christensen's car. At that exact moment, he became the prime subject. Suspect, sorry. I'm really not good with words today.
0: I mean, subject, suspect. It's kind of... Subject. Very similar. Sure.
1: He was called in by police in the late hours of Wednesday night, June 14th, to discuss what they had stated was an important matter regarding Ying Ying's disappearance. Christensen agreed, and an FBI investigator picked him up from his home and drove him over to the Champagne Police Department at around 12 o'clock a.m. On June 15th... Local police and then FBI investigators executed a search warrant for his car. Now, this is like sort of the hours after the investigation or the interrogation, sorry. Investigators noted that the passenger door of his his car had appeared to have been cleaned and um, to a more diligent extent than the other car doors, which they said may be indicative Mm. of an attempt or an effort to conceal or destroy evidence. Back to the interrogation, investigators saw the attempt to break down Christensen's alibi in order for him to admit a confession or slip up on his facts. The interrogation is conducted by FBI Special Agent Anthony Mangonaro, who was in charge of the team tasked with finding Zhang. Mangonaro is now the Supervisory Special Agent of a branch within FBI's Child Exploration. Exploitation Operational Unit. The other investigator in the interrogation is UIUC police detective Eric Stuyvesant, a long-standing detective with the, the department who often deals with on-campus crimes. Munganara starts off the interview by reading Christian Sydney's rights, and then an, uh, as it's late, late at night and they want to get it out of the way... Mm. Even with this clear sign that he might be a suspect with his credibility in question, Christensen is calm and collected and does not dispute the special agent reading him his rights, something you would often see when the perpetrator of a crime is being interrogated. So usually in most cases, if someone is guilty of a crime and they're being interrogated and they've read their rights, Mm. they won't dispute the fact, whereas someone who is innocent will instantly dispute the fact that they're being read their rights. As you can imagine in okay. america it 's a big thing as well um, yeah. you know read your rights that 's interesting so a little yeah, way. a little interrogation tidbit in most cases with these interrogations you 'll see the guilty suspect never question the fact that they 've being read their rights in most cases now, a typical strategy also for these interviews is for the investigators to allow the suspect to begin telling their own story. in fact, this was one of manganaro 's uh, sort of signatures. Mm. Christensen tells investigators that he was a former teaching assistant at the university looking for work in Champaign area. He was also a recent graduate with a master's degree in physics after dropping out as a PhD candidate. To sum up the majority of the interview, Manganara takes a role of uh, appealing to Christensen's insecurities with his alibis, sort of playing into the story, you know, complimenting mm. him like, oh, wow, well, you degree, you're really smart and you're smarter than I am. Yeah. Kind of keeps his words in a calm and complimentary manner, uh, slowly building up to, you know, little attacks in his story and eventually catching him in contradictions. Stuyvesant, however, takes the more direct approach, providing a more antagonistic Uh, style to his interrogation now this is very typical in uh, interrogations with one or more uh, investigators Sometimes they'll have one in the room and another one outside the room. I think um, you were telling me this. Yeah, so typically you'll have one who kind of... It's like the good cop, bad cop mm. thing. One will sort of play into their insecurities. Like, I'm here to help you. I just want to help you get your story straight because you're giving me false facts. Right. Then they leave. Another investigator comes in. You piece of shit. You killed her. You know you killed her. Mm. And then they bring up evidence against them, shakes up the... Yeah, um, freaks them out. F- shakes up the person they were interviewing and then the calm, collected, nicer interrogator mm. comes in and Smart. then they kind of concede more, yeah. more information towards them. It's a very typical move. Not often I will see it happening um, with both investigators in the same room. Mm. Usually they come in and out, but in this case, they're both inside the room. So <sighs> soon after the... Soon into the investigation, the interrogation, Christensen has to explain to himself explain himself as to why a young woman who had been missing for days was last seen getting into his car. Referring to the surveillance, Christensen tells the investigators that he's seen the videos they've referred to, saying, quote, But I didn't see me to which Stuyvesant responds, quote, You've seen what we've allowed you to see.
0: Yeah, that would freak you out.
1: In Incredibly like, badass. Uh, yeah. Uh, in- um. Instantly, sort of. Stuyvesant continues his hard press. He press. He tells Christensen that he's seen him driving in the car. His arms fully extended, and the surveillance uh, footage that he's seen has caught him in the sad Astra. He continues with quote We control kiosk of bus stops. We can look in buses. We can look in every building. I know that you picked her up. Where did you drop her off at? Now, while St- Stevenson certainly is frustrated and pressing hard because there's an urgency to see if Yingying is still alive and they want to mm. s- they want to find her, his aggression is actually a technique used to press on someone's alibi, make them feel more sort of uneasy, and find solace in the other investigator. Yeah. For the most part, his technique is used. Uh, the technique used is quite effective. Um, and in less than twenty minutes into the interview, Christensen falls silent and begins to visibly shake. And I've shown you the footage, you can see yeah, him he's, he's visibly it. convulsing. Cool. He starts looking at Manganaro visibly, seeking help or any form of out from his questioning, as up till now he was calm and confident only for that to come crashing down in the face of hard evidence. Mm, yeah. Now, Christensen is now aware that they know for a fact Ying Ying was in the car with him, and he can't dispute it. Special Agent Manganaro also sits uh, sits silently staring back at Christensen waiting for his answer until finally Christensen reveals, quote, maybe I mixed up the dates. I did pick up a girl. Bam. Done. Perfect. After pressing repeatedly to provide more information, Christensen told the investigators that he would stop answering questions, adding, I know the typical advice is to get a lawyer before you answer anything, and I think I've tried to help enough. He was detained overnight for lying to federal authorities, but a part of a larger investigative, case, investigative strategy, he was released the following day and placed under 24-hour surveillance. Four days later after he was released, the FBI reached out to his girlfriend, Tara Bullis. Now, you heard me right, girlfriend. Separate person to his wife.
0: Am I still together?
1: <clears throat> yes. So Christensen was in an open relationship with his wife. She had a separate boyfriend to him, and he had a girlfriend for himself. Okay, right. Right. So, his wife also had a partner. Yeah. This seems to be kind of where we see a mental snap Ooh, in okay. Him. We'll get into that a bit later. Sarah Bullis, the girlfriend agrees to wear a listening device and coerces him into opening up about Ying Ying's disappearance and his potential involvement. This turns out to be a total success and subsequently he's arrested on June the 30th. The day before on June 29th, during the day was a memorial walk and concert for Ying Ying Zhang. And of course for obvious psychopath reasons christensen attends
0: of course they always do
1: he had been drinking throughout the day and even took alcohol with him to attend the walk Tara decides to begin a recording during the day where christensen begins to open up about the details of ying ying's kidnap rape and subsequent murder in the recordings he mentioned how he cut her clothes off and just started doing stuff to her jesus apparently the rape and murder happened in his apartment He describes how resilient she was and even that she tried to fight back with all her might. Partway through the rape, supposedly he gives up as he's finding no enjoyment in it and begins to try and choke her to death. He's unsuccessful, however, after 10 minutes of straight strangulation. He then describes how he dragged her into the bathroom and struck her over the head with a baseball bat. With skull fractures and a severe hand injury, Ying Ying is still alive. Christensen grabs a knife and proceeds to stab Ying Ying in the throat. As he does so, Ying Ying grasps his arm with a blade now in her throat. She's still fighting, even to the very end. Jesus and right now, Christ. it's unknown if she's even still alive. He can't tell. Um, Just uh, a quick point of like how fucking badass this woman yeah. is. She was fighting until the very, very end. As Christensen could not quite tell if she was dead or not, he decides to decapitate Ying. Oh,
0: no. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm During really the recording... glad we're ending on mine because yeah. this is not. It's
1: terrible. It's really terrible. During the recording, Christensen can be heard boasting about how all these people are here looking and praying for Ying Ying when he knows, and only he knows, now his girlfriend knows, that she's dead.
0: Jesus.
1: Something he seemed very proud of. He also boasts about supposedly killing twelve other people, Yingying being the thirteenth. He said he had been doing it since he was nineteen. However, there's no evidence of any prior murders ever yeah, happening. Yeah, talking or shit. Linking to Christensen, I, I, I don't want to be like I'm an expert on, you know, killing people. I kind of know a lot of these cases now. And
0: I'd say, we. I mean, you know, for any FBI agents that may be listening to this, I mean this in a purely hypothetical sense, but I do think we are fairly experts on yeah. killing people at this stage. Just
1: the what, how he describes... Which is a
0: weird sentence that I never thought I'd say. Just
1: how he describes the sort of murder. Yeah. I could understand if maybe he attempted two or three before Ying Ying mm. um, with the strangulation, um, the rape... You know, I I could possibly see he might have been raping someone else. Mm. The complete botchery of the murder, however, doesn't scream to me seasoned serial killer. Who's killed 13 people now. So I very much doubt he has killed other people. What
0: a shit bag. He did,
1: however, have an infatuation with serial killers, which...
0: I mean, we can't judge that. (laughs) not going to shit on that too much. We really can't judge that.
1: So, at a court hearing on July the 5th, US Magistrate Eric uh, Long denied bail for Christensen after hearing submissions from the prosecutor and Christensen's attorney. Um, Long said that Zhang's body still being missing weighed very heavy against Christensen and uh, as Christensen was the last person to see Zhang. Christensen's trial began in June 2019 with his attorney, George Tassif, um, and on June 24th, 2019, the 12 member jury deliberated for less than two hours before returning its vic- verdict. He was found guilty of one count of kidnapping, resulting in death, and two counts of making false statements to agents of the Federal Bureau of Investig- Investigations. During um, sentence deliberations, the jury couldn't unanimously agree to sentence Christians to death, so as a result, he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Now, this is kind of the the sort of sad, sick part of it. After the trial, prosecutors revealed um, information about Zhang's remains that Christensen gave to his attorneys throughout um, November 2018 Mm -hmm. under a immunity agreement. The day after he killed Zhang, Christensen claimed he put Zhang's dismembered body in three separate garbage bags, which he then disposed of in the dumpster outside his apartment. Over the next two days, Christensen claimed he disposed of Zhang's personal belongings in various dumpsters in the Champaign-Urbana area. The dumpsters in which he placed her remains was later emptied three days after, and the contents taken to a private landfill in Vermilion County. It was compacted at least twice, spread over an area of 50 yards wide, and subsequently buried under 30 feet of garbage. Recovery of Zhang's remains would be very difficult, and a search for remains has not begun as of yet. And, and that's, that's very soon. The interesting thing about... Um, Brent and his relationship with his wife. So, they had an open relationship, as I said before. This is something that supposedly Michelle Zorman, his wife, now ex-wife, brought up to him as something she wanted to do. Right. She had, soon after, started a relationship with a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And during the time of Ying Ying's murder, she was actually in Wisconsin with that boyfriend. Visiting visiting the exact space where um and the exact area where Christensen and Michelle Zortman got married and spent their their honeymoon.
0: Right. So they think it was like a jealousy. So
1: Brent Christensen had developed a pretty severe alcoholism disorder um during their uh marriage. Mm-hmm. And Soon after that, Michelle Zortman sort of figured that she wanted to start filing for a divorce because she thought she couldn 't really deal with him like this mm. and it was soon into that when she started bringing up the open relationship thing and how she had another boyfriend. so what it seems like to me is that she 's sort of trying to transition away from her marriage into a different relationship right Christensen then uses this as an you know excuse to like see other women, so he has his other girlfriend who is um, a in sexual terms, she's a submissive. Right. Um, she has other boyfriends that she sees who, um, during the recording, you actually hear her um, talking to one of the other boyfriends, mm-hmm. referring to him as daddy and asking for apologies and whatnot. Right. Um, during this sort of period with his alcoholism going crazy and leading up to um, her sort of wanting to file for the divorce, he starts to exhibit some um, suicidal and homicidal thoughts mm. and wrote a lot of uh, letters about how or wrote a lot about how he was suicidal. Even seeing a doctor and, um, uh, who was a, a, a student doctor at the time and suggested probably supposed to be going into hospital, yeah. but he rejected it. And what it seems like is he had this rough patch with his wife started develop, developing alcoholism. He's been getting into um, an addiction with painkillers. Mm. And even the FBI agents revealed to him during the interrogation that he had a fetish for Asian women. Yeah. So it was proven that there was a premeditated um, thing that he was driving around during the area looking for Asian women, especially at a very predominantly Asian Central um, University. Yeah, um, that's what they sort of think right. happened. There was this sort of mental snap, and mm. during the time, he was also getting really into serial killers and how like Ted Bundy was the only one who really understood him. Oh, Jesus. You know, it was very interesting. The most interesting part I always found was the interrogation, just the sort of the slip-ups that he was sort of throw out. It's a it's a perfect if you want to watch it, definitely look it up. It's a um very the investigators are very, very good at their jobs. Um you can say they've been doing it for a while and they know what they're doing, and they mm. really get him to slip up on a lot of things. But um yeah, as of now, I haven't seen any news of Zhang's remains being found. Um, which is very unfortunate and it looked like she would have been a very promising young woman yeah. growing up in the world. And Brad Christensen is now serving um, a life sentence in prison uh, and he can rot in hell for the rest of his life. I hope so. Yeah. And that was my story. Oofed. Yeah, very heavy.
0: That was, um, yeah, that was not pleasant to listen to.
1: No. It's not very pleasant at all.
0: But really good job. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is. This one, um, I mean. Uh,
0: There's it's, something it's, about decapitation that there always is, gets yeah. me. So
1: this one's very heavy. I chose this one over an even heavier one to give you an idea of uh, a future episode that I think I'm probably going to do. That I, I I don't necessarily know if I want to do it because it's just really fucking heavy. Um, but yeah.
0: We could just get both our worst stories out of the way next week.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe. You do, do that one. Worst ones. I'll do
0: Sylvia Likens, yeah, and then we uh, can all cry.
1: We can all we can all cry together. Yeah,
0: I mean we do that every week
1: anyway. We do, yeah, especially right now. All right, all right well, take a little break. Take a little break, and when we come back, we will be starting Laura's story.
0: Welcome Buffett. back. I sung the words We're wrong. not going to sing Fuck it. I any
1: sung the Bo words We are going to do a professional show until the very end and that's when we're going to when sing When has Bo this Burtum.
0: ever been a professional show? Tom? Well,
1: we have standards at the very least. Do we? We do. We have some sort of standards.
0: Do we? Yes. I don't know if we do. Uh, anyway, we're back.
1: What's your story, Laura.
0: My story, well, technically it's two stories. So Oh,
1: two for the price uh, of one. Two
0: for the price of one. So this I originally saw, this the first story I originally saw on TikTok and I thought it was really interesting. However, when I started to do some research, it really wasn't enough to write like a whole script about. Right, gotcha. So instead of like yeah. fluffing it out with useless bits of shite or having a really short story, did a little digging and found another similar story. So again, cool. two for the price of wow. one. This is the
1: first time ever uh, two besides full of a, price a one. besides the Halloween special and Christmas special.
0: That's very true. That oh. was a that was a task doing two full stories. Oh yeah. Woofed. Oh yeah. So the first story I'm going to discuss is the story and I'd like to apologize in advance. I think we've long established on this show that I'm really not great at pronouncing no. things. There's That'll... like a couple of French words I can say and that's about it. Yeah. So, if I am saying people's names wrong, I really apologize.
1: Yeah. Make sure you call Laura out in the comments of any of our posts and just make fun of her. Please don't. For that. Give us a one-star review because of her pronunciation. Don't encourage them. (laughs) Uh,
0: So, the first story I'm going to discuss is the story of Noella Rekundo and her husband, Belenga Kalala. So Belenga was born in the Democratic Republic of Congo and he met Noella in 2004. They had both moved over to Australia. They were both... I couldn't quite see if Noella was an actual refugee, but they both required social workers to assist them with kind of assimilating into their new life. Right, gotcha. So Noella spoke only Swahili when she arrived in Australia and she became closer with Belenga because they had the same social worker and Belenga spoke English, so he Mm -hmm. would assist the social worker with basically being the translator. So Belenga eventually got a job working in a factory and they soon grew closer, falling in love and eventually moving into a home together in Kings Park in the suburb of Melbourne, Australia. Right. Yep. This is an Australian story, by the way. Wow. So Noella already had five children from a previous relationship and her and Belenga had another three children together, two sons and a daughter, over this span of quite a few years. Noella said that she knew Belenga had had a violent past, having fled Congo after a rebel army ransacked his village, killing his then wife and child. They did, however, have a fairly normal life together for quite some time, and it wasn't until 2015, so what, 11 years, when Noella returned home to Africa to attend the funeral and mourn the death of her stepmother that things sort of began to unfold.
1: Right.
0: So Noella returned to her hometown of Bujumbara, I really hope I'm pronouncing it that sounded right. pretty good. And Belenga had remained home in Melbourne to watch over their children. The afternoon after the funeral, Noella had gone back to her hotel room to quietly mourn the loss of the woman who, in her own words, she called mother, essentially. Right. She received a phone call from her husband, Belenga. He'd been trying to get a hold of her all day. She'd assumed it was to check up on her and make sure she was doing okay. When they finally got to talk, uh, it was sort of late afternoon, early evening, and Noella told him that... She was going to bed. She's not feeling well. It's been a very traumatic day. She just wants to go to sleep. Belenga convinces her that before she goes to sleep, it would be best for her to just take a step outside the hotel, have some fresh air, you know, have decompress outside in nature, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. So she kind of goes, okay, that makes sense. I'll I'll do that. However, moments after stepping outside of the hotel compound, Noella sees a man running towards her with a gun. The man says, don't scream. If you start screaming, I will shoot you. They're going to catch me, but you, you will already be dead. So Noella obliges and follows the man to the waiting car where she gets in. Inside the car, there are two other men also with guns and she sits between them. They take off her scarf and tie it around her face so she can't see where they're going. Vehicle drives for around 40 minutes before it stops and Noella is pulled from the car, taken inside a building and tied to a chair. Still blindfolded, Noella was unable to see what was going on but heard a voice say, go call the boss. Another man comes inside and talks to Noella and asks her, what did you do to this man? Why has this man asked us to kill you? Noella, having no clue what's going on, responds that she doesn't know who they're talking about. She thinks – she's kind of thinking, oh, shit, like you've got the wrong person. Like I'm not the person you're looking for. However, when the man responds, your husband – Noella is dumbfounded. She refutes this claim, basically saying no, like my husband, you've got the wrong person. It's at this point after slapping Noella and telling her that she's stupid, the ringleader pulls out his phone and dials a number. When someone on the other end answers, the man says, we already have her. It's at this point the phone is put on loudspeaker and Noella hears a very familiar voice saying two words, kill her. While still on loudspeaker, the gang talks to Belenga, detailing where they will dump and hide her body once the job is done. It's at this point that Noella says she passes out for a while. When she wakes, the leader has finished his phone call with Belenga and she's basically accepted her fate that this is it. She's going to die and she's thinking about all her children that she's going to have to leave behind to the man that has paid to have her killed. However... It's at this point the gang tells her that they don't kill women or children. They don't do that, and they'll be letting her go. They tell her Blanga contacted them in November and paid a deposit for her murder, keeping in mind the funeral that she was in Africa for was in January. They call her stupid for being unable to see that her husband has wanted her dead for 3 months and just been waiting for an opportunity yeah, that she would go up. home. Yeah. They do hold her hostage for around two days, during which time they call Belenga and demand another three and a half thousand Australian dollars for the job on top of the seven that they'd already been promised. During this time, Noella's brother, who is back in Australia, begins to worry. He contacts Belenga and requests that he sends money to police in Africa so they will open up an investigation into her disappearance, obviously covering for his own crime. Belenga wires $545 to one of the local stations near where she was staying for them to look into her disappearance. During this time, the gang explains that they will let Noella go and give her 80 hours to leave the country and get back to Australia. They say basically, we're nice people, but you know, not everyone else is. And we don't know if your husband's contacted just us or if he's contacted other people. So we can't promise that Anyone else will be as nice to you as we are. Right. So you've got 80 hours to get out of the country. After two days being held, they drive her away from the building and leave her on the side of the road, providing her with copies of the Western Union transfer receipts from the money they've received from Belanga, as well as recordings of their phone conversations with him. They tell Noella, we just want you to go back to tell other stupid women like you what happened. You must learn something. You people get a chance to go overseas for a better life, but the money you're earning, the money the government gives you, you use it for killing each other. Well, I mean, that's not really her fault, dude. Like...
1: Yeah, I mean, what are you? Why are what, you what's your goal why are you there? At her. Telling wives to tell their husbands and not kill them.
0: I mean, that's the goal, but sometimes plans don't work, right? Yeah,
1: Look, I mean, if in the perfect world, yeah, no husband if would you could, kill their wife. If yeah. you could tell people to stop killing people, yeah. that'd be fucking fantastic. Then we also
0: wouldn't have jobs anymore.
1: Doesn't work like that, homeboy.
0: Mm. So Noella heads to the nearest town and she contacts her local embassies to assist her with getting back home. She also calls the pastor of her local church back in Melbourne and tells him what Belenga has done. By this stage, Belenga has decided that, you know, job's done, he's paid for it, that he hasn't heard from this mob, she's dead. Let's kick
1: up the heels So done.
0: he begins to tell friends and family that Noella has died in a tragic accident in Africa and preparations begin for her funeral. On the 22nd of February 2015, so I think it was three days after she's initially taken, Noella's plane touches down and she's back safe in Melbourne. She waits until around 7.30 p.m. for Blanger to be alone in the house all day. He's been hosting people, coming to pay their respects, bringing him food and some people even donating money to help, you know, pay for the funeral and help take care of the kids, I guess. So she waits until he's standing out front of, out the front of the house, having just escorted some guests back to their car and sort of waved them down the driveway and said, see ya. She walks up to him and he literally thinks that he's seeing a ghost. Yeah. He apparently begins to shake, muttering to himself and just slowly walks towards her with his hand outstretched. It's not until he touches her on the shoulder and realizes that she's actually there. And she goes... Surprise, you thought I was dead.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's badass. He
0: like leaps out of his skin. He instantly begins crying and begging for her forgiveness. It's at this stage she calls the police who escort him off the premises.
1: Nice.
0: A few days later in front of the police, she calls him and his full confession is recorded after she sort of gets it out of him.
1: Nice, yeah.
0: Belenga says he did it because he thought she was leaving him for another man, an accusation which she has denied over and over again. When Belenga is formally arrested, he, for a few hours, initially denies any involvement in the murder plot. He just tries to play it off like, yeah,
1: you know, it's yeah. Africa.
0: It's- that stuff like that happens. <laughs> this is what in we Africa. do in
1: Africa. <laughs>
0: uh, it's not What's until what? the recorded confession is played for him, because obviously he doesn't realise that she's recorded him confessing Ooh. on the phone, Ooh. that he finally breaks down and admits, stating, sometimes the devil can come into someone to do something, but after they do it, they start thinking, why I did that thing? And I'm not being crude. That's a direct verbatim
1: quote. That's something applicable for, why did I just throw this thing on the floor subconsciously? Why why did I say this thing to someone that I didn't mean? Not, you know what? I probably shouldn't have hired murderers and to really, kill my like, wife. And really, like, sometimes
0: if you thought that you didn't, have, like, the three months between you paying the initial deposit, you didn't think to be, like, actually, maybe this isn't my best idea. If
1: I hired someone to kill you while you were visiting your family... You would never be able then, to get away but with it. I know that. But if I was, I did that, and then a couple months later, I was like, why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. I was feeling weird that night. I had a glass of wine. I had it's a, interesting
0: it was... you should say that, because that kind of plays into the next door i Gotcha. Tell. Yeah. So on the 11th of December 2015, Belenga Kalala pleads guilty to incitement to murder and is sentenced to nine years in prison, six of which he has to serve before he's eligible for parole. In a really heartbreaking twist, though, a lot of um, Noella's cultural community in Melbourne have turned against her for turning him into the police. So since his arrest, she's received death threats and threatening phone calls, as well as having her home broken into. That's absurd. Yeah, which I thought was quite upsetting. There
1: is a huge thing with, um, with like African and just generally yeah. like those kind of communities where they trust themselves more than they trust the authorities. It's a huge yeah. thing amongst that. So which I is fair enough. I it's understand like why people suck. Yeah, it, it is a huge thing because Dave Chappelle talks about it in one of his specials. Yeah. where there's nothing that a black person can do to another black person that's worse than what the white person can do to them mm. or has done to them and i so i get that but it's still heartbreaking for yeah. that to happen to you
0: but i just thought i just love the concept of like she didn't even go to the police first she didn't like
1: she was the pastor
0: no, I just love the fact that she went to his house and was like, "Surprise, bitch!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that is
1: something you would do too. If I like hired someone, to you me. thought, yeah, oh, you bitch, thought, you thought, bitch.
0: I wish the fuck you would. Like, I just love that. Like, what oh. a like that's just got big dick energy written all over it. Like, she that got ass. home and she was like, "I could go to the police, yeah, or I could take this opportunity that is very." Unlikely to ever happen to me ever again and play the biggest practical joke of all time.
1: I could scare the dick off this guy right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just, when I read that, I was like, yes, bitch. Crank that vibe. Like, yes. But it was actually a very sad story because she was genuinely very much in love with her husband and thought that he was very much in love with her as well. And then on top of that lost a big deal of – a great deal of her sort of like friends and cultural family of that community of the – I think it's the Congonese is their – like, uh, Yeah, the, pl- plural. the plural of – yeah. Um, I thought that was quite sad.
1: That is very sad, yeah.
0: My second story, which – because that, again, was, it was a bit sad. So yeah. well, I wanted to end it on an almost comical note.
1: But also no one died. No right. one died. Yeah. No
0: one died. No, no one dies in the second story
1: either. No. So, oh, so just before you move on, I yeah. love the, hey, that's what we do in Africa. We'll kill our wives. We'll hire people to kill our wives. Yeah, that's what we, like, it's just, that's it's what we do. It's just a cultural thing. Yeah. I don't you think it is, bro. It. Like, I don't think would, it is.
0: Yeah. I just love how he took on that. Like, dude, you wouldn't get it. It's yeah. just what we do. Like, hey man, no. Look, you're white. It's you don't get it. It's not how it works. <laughs> uh, my second story is about a woman called Wendy... Wine or ween, W E I N.
1: Say ween, it sounds funnier Wendy Ween, Wendy Ween,
0: <laughs> and a man called Bomb I- Bob. I can't speak. Wow, Bob Innes, Wendy really Ween, and Bob Innes. You weren't
1: kidding about these pronunciations, you can't even do English words. I can't even say Bob, yeah,
0: it's just three letter words with only two letters.
1: Yeah, you're doing great.
0: So on July 17th, Wendy Ween decides that the root of all her life's problems is her ex-husband. So after doing a little bit of Googling, as you do, yeah. she finds a website called hireahitman.com. The website states, got a problem that needs resolving? With over 17,985 US-based field operatives, we can find a solution that's right for you. The, web also, the website also features a badge counting the site's HIPAA compliance. HIPAA compliance. Wh- what? So Wendy fills out an application on this website stating all her grievances with her ex-husband and that she's interested in having him killed. She mentions in her original application that her ex-husband owes her around $20,000 and she wants him gone, signing off her email with, and this is a direct... I prefer not going jail. Thank you for your time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is like a fucking, like, you're calling up a pest control. Like, I have a problem with cockroaches. Legitimately. fix that.
0: Now, obviously, anyone with two fucking brain cells to rub together knows right away this is not a real website. There's
1: no way.
0: This is an entirely fake website run and created by a man called Bob Innes who posed as, I love this name, Guido Finelli. (laughs) A hire a hitman customer service agent.
1: Yeah, but I'll do it for you, easy man. Five bucks for the next one, easy.
0: Guido Finelli,
1: amazing, love it. So,
0: that. in the website's lifetime, this is this website has been used to arrest Wendy Ween and eleven other people. Wow.
1: Holy Not really shit. made to
0: capture the smartest of people. The website features a fact certification from HIPAA or the Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act of 1964. Yeah. It also has a section promising group and senior discounts.
1: <laughs> Student discount.
0: <laughs> so after completing her original application, oh. Wendy was contacted by Guido who advised her who basically sort of said, are you still interested in going through with this? She said yes, and he goes, all right, I'm going to put you in touch with a specifically picked field operative who will be in contact with you. In actual fact, it's an undercover police officer who Wendy meets in a car park and after an initial deposit of his upfront travel expenses is given with the promise of an additional $5,000 for a job done, Wendy is arrested. (laughs) Now what baffles me? So Rolling Stones, which is where I got most of my information for this story from, Mm -hmm. did an amazing interview with this guy, Bob. Yeah. So I pulled a few snippets um, sort of of quotes he said, as well as interesting facts from the interview that he mentions. So all up, Bob has been contacted 350 times through this website since its inception on February 5th, 2005. That just seems like 350, too many people that are dumb enough to fall for this fucking website. Yeah. So originally he he worked in IT and so he understood how, you know, domain selling worked. So mm-hmm. he buys the domain for $9.20. He sets up a splash page that basically says, you know, send us an email inquiry uh, to buy the domain. Not realizing that people... Think it's a legitimate. It's at this point, it's just a splash page yeah. with a fake email, and he gets basically no real interest, and so he shelves it and forgets it. Two years later, he randomly goes into the inbox of this domain name that he still owns, and he sees two hundred around two hundred and fifty to three hundred emails in the account or the inbox from people around the world that are seeking his services. Shit. He said some of these emails were from people looking for asset extraction as in like can you torture this person to get my oh, money back. Wow. Okay. He got inquiries for how to perform a hit in Austria. He was asking if they were hiring, did they service <laughs> miners. One in particular oh. was a lady out of the UK who was looking for a date. She wanted to have a hitman companion and learn the trade of the business. When asked by Rolling Stones what his first serious inquiry was, he said it was, a, it was from a female by the name of Helen. She was out of the UK but stranded in Canada. She'd written an email to the contact email address and it basically was just this long and rambling email saying how she'd been screwed out of her father's inheritance by three family members. So she's looking for retaliation against her aunt, uncle and one other family member. She provides physical addresses, physical appearances and so bob says when he first receives that email he's helping his brother move in la so he kind of looks at it and goes yeah okay cool i'm not gonna i'm not reading that probably." and he doesn't really give it much thought until she sends a follow-up email with urgent in the subject line she gives more details about these people she's looking to have killed that's when he responds to that email and asks two simple questions. Do you still require our services and would you like me to put you in contact with a field operative? So when she responds yes, he passes this information on to the relevant authorities in Canada where she was and she's actually eventually extradited to the UK and charged. Cool. So it's after this first serious offence that Bob redesigns the website to look a bit more legit. So it's got like a web form and like fake information about the history of Hira Hitman and the Guido family. His process is that he'll receive the original submission and this is what I was saying about it's funny how you mentioned the thing about you have a glass of wine and you did something. Yeah. So his process is he'll receive the original submission and then he'll wait a few days before following up with the client to see like, are you still yeah, interested? Still, yeah. If they don't reply, he'll think, you know, you were drunk yeah. or it's a prank or yeah. like you got your shit together. To
1: dock someone.
0: However, if they do respond and say like, yeah, I'm serious. It's then that the details are passed on to sort of the relevant authorities. Bob says that the 350 requests he's received, only around 10% of those have been, in his mind, legitimate. But that both of, most of the website traffic is organic, so it's people searching, oh, hire, a hire a hitman. Wow. Most commonly for ex-boyfriends, bad breakups, or trying to get money out of people. Shit. The one request Bob says he takes very seriously and will always report without ever following it up, can you guess? And he says he gets a lot of these. So he'll report these straight away without even bothering to follow up.
1: Killing ex-partners?
0: No. Children under the age of 18 contacting him about their schools and teachers. Oh,
1: right. Okay. Bob said, and I quote,
0: in this day and age with all the school shootings and all of the bullying, I get peace of mind knowing that if the school has been named or a juvenile has been named, maybe there's an abuse issue that's far beyond anything I can tell from just an email. Maybe they need medical help, psych help or whatever. And he did say that there was one case where... He uh, got an email from a minor looking to kill his parents, and it turned out that the the kid was actually being abused. And right. social workers ended up going to the house, and and the child was being abused. Oh,
1: that's nice. Well, it's, I mean, at least they did, hopefully did something about it.
0: Yeah. And ironically, Bob has said, despite the Wendy Wendy Ween case really having blown up, hire a hitman. The the press and the news coverage has really not slowed his um.
1: The web traffic. The, the web all. traffic. He still gets.
0: He, um, he still gets lots of inquiries, and the website to this day is still there. Right. Even now, it's been updated to say that all the field operatives are COVID-safe.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: But um, the website's actually really funny. It's got like a bunch of stuff about like the, the history of the um. Oh, where's it gone? I I had it before. Anyway, now I can't find it. Gotcha. Uh, but, yeah, it's got information about the – no, that's not it. It's got information about the, like, the Guido Finelli family mm. and they've been in the business since 1920 and I can't find it now. Um, I was literally looking at it like two hours ago and now I can't find it.
1: Yeah, wow. It's completely gone.
0: Yeah, isn't it? Um... Oh, here we go. Rent a hitman.
1: Uh,
0: have I been saying it wrong this whole time?
1: You have, yeah. you have been saying hire a hitman. I mean, it's the same fucking word. Rent a hitman, hire a hitman. It's the same thing.
0: Wow, that's my bad. Uh, Yeah, all US-based field operatives have been vaccinated against COVID-19. Special thanks to Salazar's Pharmaceutical Transport of Mexico City for (laughs) acquiring and distribution of the
1: vaccine. That's amazing. Only organization in the world that is 100% compliant with the Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act of 1964.
0: The yeah. Guido, Fanelli and family have operated RAH continuously since 1920 and have proudly served both public and private sectors. Oh,
1: that's amazing.
0: Isn't it fantastic?
1: Dude, all of our competitors' websites cannot say that and shouldn't be trusted. Capish? That's awesome.
0: And then, yeah, they've got the service request... Form where you can fill out, and it's like legit. They've got the your your name, email address, and phone number are like required fields. Yeah, and then you've got like all the information about the target. It's it's quite um.
1: Has ever got like a, a like an address of their like their their home base?
0: That's pretty interesting. Hey, I can't believe I um have been saying. <laughs> Even though all the articles I used clearly say rent a hitman, not hire a hitman. How did I get that wrong? My bad. But yeah, I thought I'd end that on a pretty light note.
1: This is amazing.
0: Isn't it great? Yeah.
1: I encourage you all to look at this website. It's fucking fantastic. So it's
0: rentahitman.com. I'm so tempted to send like a service request form just being like, this is hilarious. Like.
1: Yeah. Good job, mate. Good job. Your point and click solution since 1920. (laughs) That's like your first sign of like maybe internet, this isn't legit, yeah.
0: <laughs> isn't it fantastic?
1: That's crazy,
0: but yeah, so it's um he's actually worked with legitimate law enforcement to actually yeah wow. bring people because these people are dumb enough to. Because he was saying in the interview with Rolling Stones, like, obviously, he's very aware that hiring hitmen through the dark web is like a legitimate thing. Like, there's this thing called Silk Road, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, on the dark web where you hire, you know, contract killers. Like, it's a legitimate thing, but he just couldn't believe that people were dumb enough Mm. that you'd Google rent a hitman and then, like, click on the first website that came up and think that you weren't going to.
1: Yeah, even back in the day with Craigslist and stuff like that, there was a lot of you know, you could set people up for something or
0: Mm.
1: whatnot. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, wow.
0: But yeah, I thought it was a bit, ending it on a bit of a lighter. Yeah, I'm
1: really glad no one died in these stories Mm. because it would have been very hard to make fun of it if someone had actually legitimately died because like, uh, I don't know, they, they, they didn't feel this was working so they like... Murder them themselves, or hired someone else to do it.
0: I mean, not that I could see on the on yeah. the sources, but um, if you are interested in reading, there's a lot. the The interview with Bobby Ness is quite long, and it's it's very interesting. Rolling Stones, their some of their um interview journalists are amazing. They did such a good job. Yeah, but yeah, this dude is just like it nerd who decided to like. Start up this Just, thing.
1: Yeah, wow. It re- reminds me of a case um, where a girlfriend tried to hire a hitman to murder her um, boyfriend for his money. Right. Um, which I might do one day as a case that, that I might do. Um, but the hitman was a undercover agent.
0: Ah, nice. And
1: recorded the entire thing and... Very she nice. like, was adamant that it never happened, and like there was recordings of her clearly in the car talking to him. It's we really, got you, bitch. yeah, we got it's you. really good. It's really good. Um, yeah, I'll have but to, yeah, those are my time. stories
0: for today. So I hope you enjoyed something a bit more left field and yeah. a bit less. I mean, it's still doom and gloom because at the end of the day, it's people looking to have other people. Yeah, alerted, it's really but...
1: not nice. And plus, the the pretense of you know school violence and all that—you don't mm. really want to encourage that or um you really don't like to see that that kind of stuff um especially nowadays but um yeah thank you laura uh, this has been the gist of the show that we are now in the post section of the show we kind of ramble we'll we'll a relax. bit so if that isn't your thing if you just like the facts and the stories we'll see you, you next out. week yeah we'll see you next week thanks, um, for, joining thanks us. for joining us
0: thanks for coming on down for
1: the rest of you misfits this is the post show Welcome. Welcome. This is where it all goes downhill. Welcome,
0: welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you to everyone who gave
1: us last week's code word
0: Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos, Bezos,
1: because that has been stuck in Laura's head for zonks now, and she won't stop singing it. (sighs) And it's a real thing. You are fueling Laura's addiction.
0: Zuckerberg and yeah, Gates and please. Buffett amateurs no. can fucking suck. It's We're not, not my fault. It. It's TikTok's fault. It is TikTok's it's fault. It's really taken off on TikTok. Always blame TikTok Every for second fucking TikTok I see yeah. is a song from Bo Burnham's Inside. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, how are we all doing out there tonight?
1: Yeah, what's going on, cobbers?
0: Um, can I say that since we've kind of adopted this carefree – more so attitude
1: mm.
0: not I have received some of the nicest and I see that you've replied to a few of them as well yeah some of the nicest messages from people just being like so glad you're back like it's I really can't stress enough how much it makes my day like yeah
1: yeah because the thing is when when have you how think think of yourselves and how many times you've seen a youtube video or something. And you've really enjoyed it. So you've given a like and you never thought of it again. And I think about all the times you have seen a video that you didn't like, you thought it was disgusting and you thought it was horrible and how you disliked it. You commented that it was terrible. You shared it with your friends and this was terrible. Like, I really didn't like this. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like gives you a, a, a sort of insight to like what it's like to host and create a show like this. For the most part, when things are going good and there's a positive reception it's really not really, it's not really heard of. It's mostly just just like people listening, liking, sort of sharing around, like give you some words of encouragement. But when you hear the negative stuff or see the negative stuff, it's very profound because people tend to want to voice their concerns or.
0: And people go in as well. Like let's not forget that like people on the internet are real people. Like.
1: When you are experiencing something for a, in a positive sense and you,
0: it's really uh, nice. You're
1: receiving it in a positive sense. It's very not. I don't say like flying on the radar because we we clock it all. We see every single one of you guys reaching out to us and liking and making comments on Instagram, Facebook, and but it's just it's one of those things where it's like this is nice, this is pleasant, and this is the way it should be. And it kind of just feels like a normal just be thing.
0: Nice to people.
1: Yeah, just. I mean, if you don't like something, then don't listen to it, don't eat it, don't watch it, don't just don't eat it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You don't have to you don't have to consume that product. It's yeah. really as simple as that. It takes you,
0: so much more energy to like yeah. leave a comment. Unless someone's obviously being like racist or like homophobic or transphobic, yeah. and that's look, another thing. We only look, do that outside of in, recordings. Go in, kids. Yeah. But if you just don't like something, just like Oh my god, they have a Twitter account, the Rent a Hitman. <laughs> Is it real? Is it a real Twitter account? Let's have a look. What do they tweet? What are they t- just like? Yeah, boys, <sighs> Guido clocked another
1: one. But a hey, Guido here. Thank you for all the support from like-minded people like me. Uh, is it real? Buffering. It is. Yes, it is a real. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: amazing that's great oh that makes me so happy
1: oh cool it, it's like um it, it, it's partially um him oh, bobbyness right yeah yeah okay. it's him sort of showing like 150 murders prevented we save lives kind of thing it's oh, him sort nice. of ta- showing like what this site actually is about rather than right you know
0: that's cool how's everyone doing um Thanks to everyone that submitted the code word. Thanks to everyone that messaged photos of your animals. Um, thanks to everyone who listened. Oh dear. Tama's destroying his desk. Everything's happening.
1: Yeah, it's all happening.
0: Everything's happening. How are you doing, Tama?
1: Yeah, I'm alright. I mean, like you said, it's just been kind of a rough time, kinda of sucks. Just want it to all to be over. It is. It could what it have. Is. It could have been over much earlier than it is.
0: If our politicians know what the um, fuck
1: they're doing, yeah. We, like, in, if you're not from Australia, we were originally told March of this year, I believe, um, we would all be vaccinated by then. Uh, it is no longer March of this year. It is way past march of this year
0: they put out an ad encouraging people to get vaccinated the yep. actress in the ad isn't eligible for the vaccination yeah. <laughs> it's just like an uh, absolute shit it's a fight.
1: shit start yeah there's just it's there's been like just they tell us that the not to get astrazeneca because we're not of the age bracket for astrazeneca also wait. Like- several weeks before you get the second dose of it. Yeah. And then they tell you, oh, no, all ages can do it. Also, don't worry about waiting. Just get it done as soon as yeah. you can.
0: Also, ScoMo has just been literally caught in so many lies. Like yep. just Scott before, Morrison, our prime minister. Um, Just Scotty from marketing. Uh, just before I was watching a video that was talking about him saying like they – it's it's a clip of him saying we have an additional 600,000 doses coming. Yeah. And then they've spliced that with him like a week later being like, I never said, no, I never said we had additional doses. Oh, and we're okay. like, dude, we literally have you on camera. Yeah. There is a video recording of you saying it. Like, yeah. if you're going to lie, like... Don't yep. lie about things that you've been recorded saying.
1: Yeah, and we have hero former prime minister Kevin, Kevin Rudd, Kevin 07, my fucking G, um, who has Although secured apparently additional. Apparently,
0: he's a bit of a dick as well. Ah, oh, but like outside of staff. being a prime minister, like oh, who yeah. cares about
1: his stuff? Fucking look, you you're a fu- you're in politics, like suck a dick. Just <laughs> grow the fuck up, grow some fucking balls. The job is the job. Like you, you got into that job. He's like, joking. You're a fucking politician, dude. Just get over it. You have probably the the not the cushiest job. Your job's hard, but fucking get over it. Yeah. All right. Like he, oh, right, on, he was, was he angry. was mean to his like whatever. No,
0: apparently he like threw a hair hair dryer at someone. Oh
1: fucking! That happened. To, my dad did that all my all of my life. <laughs> I so grew up fine. I got a wooden spoon flew in my eye. I was blind for two weeks. That does that's not shit well right. Um,
0: what, let's talk about good things that happened this week. My uh, crystal and book delivery came at the start of the week. I was very excited. Yeah. Um, I also got a bunch of um, herbs delivered um, for, like, stuff that I won't go into for what people What kind of who herbs? Um, well, Ooh. I've got them right here. Oh. So it's... Is this legal? Yes. <laughs> so it's 30... Uh, certified organic herbs so they come in like they do it's a, it's a bad thing we're not coke addicts cuz they do come in like tiny little plastic oh nice. sachets that would yeah. be perfect for coke if either of us did that yeah but the main thing i was excited about for anyone listening that watches vampire diaries is there's fucking vervain in here i didn't even know vervain was real oh, i really? thought it was a made up vampire diary thing and I pulled out this little sachet. See down the bottom there? It's a vein. Yeah, wow. I pulled out this little fucking sachet and I was like, I am so happy right now. Cue me going around the house, like touching it, being like, <gasps> it's <Yeah. a> vein. <laughs> <laughs>
1: living out your fantasy I like, really am like it yeah. made me
0: so it was the smallest thing but it honestly put the biggest smile on my face and then I had a really shitty day for the rest of the day after <laughs> that's okay It's crazy
1: when like you think something's fictional and then you realize it's actually It's real, real. it's a real herb yeah. like
0: I just assumed they'd made it up for the show yeah. but then again why why would you like you just use a real herb like
1: Yeah why would you make up a herb Yeah But I, th- I think maybe it has some sort of like uh, historical thing with the with the myth of vampires maybe the vein has an actual story behind it you know
0: maybe but yeah it's got um lots of cool like rose buds and lavender flowers and yeah jasmine flowers and i'm very excited so what to, do you like, do with
1: them you make tea with them or? so you
0: can make tea you can make um like for those of you who also like you know follow like witchcraft wicker magic you can make like protection spell or any spells with it and you can do like um like salves and stuff so it kind of is using the you steep the herbs to kind of get their essential oils out basically and then mix it with like beeswax and you can make like stuff to help calm you and lots of things but Mm -hmm. yeah you can basically do anything with it but i think i'm just gonna experiment maybe make a few there's some like little um sachets you make that help you sleep and you like tuck them into your pillow and yeah, all good stuff. Nice. But I've got a lot of, Oh, I guess the only other big thing is that I'm now DMing a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, which I've never done before. Don't know what I'm doing. I'm very excited to try it, but I'm very overwhelmed because I'm a bit of a perfect, (laughs) Wow. That word didn't come out of my mouth. A I'm a, of a bit of a perfectionist. Yeah. The, uh, the irony of me not being able to say that word. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm trying to not get like really overwhelmed and feel like I have to learn every single rule now because also everything I read about D&D is, like, it's a fucking RPG game where we pretend to be elves. Like, you don't need to follow the rules. And I'm yeah. like, that is true.
1: There's also, like, several campaigns where you don't have to actually follow anything to do with the universe. Well, basically, I think the rules thing. is
0: just really to make it easier for you as a DM. Yeah, it, it's sort of adding through. this
1: pretense of, like, it's based on, like, Lovecraftian lore and, you know, all mythical sort of worlds that, like, Tolkien and George RR R. Martin have put yeah. their stories off of. Um, it all, like, makes sense. Um, but, like, you could literally create a campaign where you're all different multiverse versions of Justin Bieber and the campaign is marrying your Christian wife. Yeah. That could literally, you, you could literally, literally do, that. do that.
0: We're going for, like, a dark Gothic vibe. Yeah. I'm very excited. Uh, shout out to my friend B, if you're listening, for the helpful articles and videos you sent me to help get me started. I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm very nervous, but I was saying to B that it's combining my two favorite loves, which is creativity and bossing people around. Yeah. So I should really enjoy it.
1: Laura's a very good quizmaster. For um, we yeah, do we do a lot think of I have Zoom been... quizzes.
0: I would pref- much prefer, I much prefer doing things in person when it yeah. comes to creative stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I'm excited when we come out of lockdown and we can do some campaign sessions in person. Yeah. But for now, Zoom sessions will have to do. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. But that's kind of what's been happening for me.
1: Yeah. But- what been-
0: Anything Anything? Not really, no. I, you
1: live with me, you know, I've ever really That's been doing That's true. Many I things. live with
0: you and we don't live the house anymore. Yeah.
1: So there's not really much to tell on that front. I mean, I'm working on a lot of shit that will probably be coming out at some point. Um, but there's nothing really much to tell about it.
0: I love that. That's so specific. I'm working on a lot of shit that will probably be coming out at some point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there's no real facts to it yet. There's no like, hey, yeah, here's the thing. Done. That's true. Yeah. It's all sort of making its way out slowly. Yeah. I have nothing more to add, so yeah, I, I think really maybe know. we'll wrap it up there.
0: We pick a code word?
1: The code word is Mexico City.
0: Mexico City. Mexico City. you just City. read that off your computer? You
1: no. Know. <laughs> <laughs> no at all.
0: Mexico City.
1: Mexico City. Uh, send uh, us- special points if you send the flag as well.
0: Oh, okay. The emoji yeah. flag?
1: Yeah, the emoji flag.
0: Do they have an emoji for the Mexican flag?
1: For Mexico, yeah, of course. They have it for like every major country in existence. Well, I don't know. They don't have it for the Maori flag though at all.
0: Well, there you go. I, they, really...
1: they, I think they have the indigenous Australian flag. I can't, I can't remember if they do, but I don't have the Maori flag and I'm very upset about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Fuck well, you, there you, Apple. you
0: You should send a yeah. memo to Apple.
1: How dare you, Apple.
0: And be like... Yo, what the fuck is his name? Who started Apple? Steve Jobs? Oh, he's dead. You can't send him. A no,
1: memo. yeah, you can't <laughs> send him stuff. It'll be not going anywhere.
0: Who do we know? Who's running Apple now? No, I don't have oh, no fucking clue. Idea. Some. Okay. Imagine out. being the predecessor to Steve Jobs. Like everyone knows who Steve Jobs is, and no one has yeah. a fucking clue. Oh you yeah,
1: you. You're the uh, you're the CEO guy. of Apple. Yeah, yeah, cool.
0: Did you invent the iPhone? No, go fuck yourself. That's
1: right, you pussy, Tim Cook.
0: Tim Cook, that's right. What a lame name.
1: <laughs> Steve Jobs is a dope name. It is. Tim Cook is, sorry for any of the Tims out there, but. I don't
0: Tim mind Cook. the name Tim or the name Cook.
1: Together it's just like, nah.
0: Captain Cook? He was a bit of a, oh, I nearly said the naughty word.
1: Oh. It nearly <laughs>
0: slipped out.
1: Yeah, we don't talk about Captain Cook.
0: Captain Cook was a Captain bit Cook. of a, Captain yeah. Cook was cooked. Yeah. There we go. We almost
1: had a C bomb. Wow. I, know.
0: I almost dropped it. Yeah. It's actually been twice in this one show I've nearly said
1: it. Really? Yeah. Uh that's the one time I would censor a word or us in a podcast is if we let it slip up. We don't necessarily say it often. Mm. Like we say it.
0: I say it often. Yeah. But I it's love not it. we
1: don't like we don't just sort of let it fly as like Regular vocabulary, but I also feel or... like
0: it's a very different. I feel like we've had this conversation before. Yeah, it's it's very different in Australia. The word just has like it's still a bad word, but I think it, in America it's, it's a, got a different. In feel America, to it. it's a bad word.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Here, it's just a bit like man, you're a bit of a beep.
1: <laughs> well, on that note, we'll leave you c words to yourselves. Have a great day. If you're listening this in the morning, good morning. If you're listening this at night, good night. Uh, if you're on your way to work, uh, please don't murder anyone on your way there or at mask. there. Wear a mask if you're in Australia. Um, if you're in
0: Sydney, stay the fuck home. Yeah, if I you can. Go to the pub. You no,
1: know, there's a lot of. Um, Workers out there that have to go to work, especially. that's yeah, fair. Especially if you have in, to go to work, just stay safe. If especially you, to my people in Western Sydney, uh, workers who are working several jobs and Western in low workers. socioeconomic families, it's very important for them to keep the families it's afloat. Still being have persecuted to work, by the government. Um, you know, just doing, living their lives and trying to fucking go to work while people in Bondi are walking around like nothing's happening, really selfishly. So just wanted to give a quick shout out to those people because I know your pain and I respect you guys and God bless and I hope yes. you guys are staying safe. That's
0: quite a soapbox there. Yeah.
1: Also, fuck those people in Bondi who are ruining it for everyone and aren't being persecuted by anyone in our government and the police. On that note, thank you guys for joining <laughs> that us. That was a
0: lot. That was a lot to take in. What are wow. we on what
1: are we on the socials?
0: We are the BSC podcast. On Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I promise I will start updating them again this yep. week. I don't even think I put the new episode on socials last week. was really bad.
1: We're a well oiled machine. Guys, it's Once hard. We are oiled. Until then we kinda We're just, just sit a bit around. rusted at yeah. the moment. Like a car that like hasn't been started for a while. Yeah, the you battery's st- gonna take some time yeah, to Yeah, you tick just gotta over. kick it's the sting. shit out of us to get us going.
0: Just need to be able to leave the house again, yeah. like now yeah, I see why people not. in jail go insane. And this is not anything like jail. I'm in my house. Yeah.
1: But at least it's better than Dunder Mifflin.
0: Dunder Mifflin.
1: All right. Well, we'll guy. we'll see you guys uh, next <laughs> we'll week. We'll guy We'll guy, uh, we'll, we'll guy you next <laughs> week. Um okay. thank you very much for joining in. Uh Cobot is Mexico City. Also send the flag if you can. Enjoy and the rest of your week. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye. Bye.